What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to, uh, let's call it a special episode. Yeah, that's the ticket. A special episode of the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan. Uh, if this is your first time stumbling on the show, I am a full-time reseller and apparently at this point a very part-time <laughs> uh, YouTuber and podcaster working out of my home here in the Batcave in uh, greater Cincinnati, Ohio. So welcome to the show. Uh, Those of you who have been following along for any amount of time are probably quite surprised at the title of this episode. So for the last, man, 18 months probably, uh, I have spent a not insignificant amount of time on this show just slamming the tar out of Etsy. And it was not with any particular intention. I don't really, I didn't have anything against Etsy. They just always seemed to be on the wrong side of the news for some reason. And since that was what I was covering, that's what you got to hear. Uh, And it was just there for quite some time. It just seemed like it was bad news upon bad news over at Etsy. I haven't really paid that much attention to Etsy uh, in quite some time, but I had been talking to some folks that, had been selling over there and they have kind of similar product mix to what I have and old kind of vintage and antique books and old records and that sort of stuff. And they claimed that they were having pretty good success over there. And I've decided that I, I need to grow my business a little bit more than just continuing to throw additional inventory at eBay and Mercari. So I started thinking about another, another platform that might make sense for me to sell on. And lo and behold, this week I opened <laughs> an Etsy shop. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, they have a, uh, if you're not familiar with Etsy, it costs 20 cents to put a listing up on Etsy. That listing is good for four months, at which point it renews again for another 20 cents. Uh, I don't pay listing fees over on eBay uh, because I'm a premium store subscriber because I've got, uh, as of last count, almost 8,900 listings. So paying whatever their listing fee was would just be out of sight. I don't have any intention of ever having that many listings over on Etsy, primarily because of that 20 cent fee and because a lot of the stuff that I do carry, I just don't think is a probably a really good fit over there. But I do have a pretty good assortment of kind of old books, vintage, old records, collections of 78s, and that sort of stuff that might might do well over there. So I'm going to try a little four-month experiment, and I will keep you apprised of how that goes over on Etsy. I've got, I think as of today, I've only got 50 listings over there. My goal probably would be to get somewhere around four to 500 listings up over on Etsy to give it a really fair shot to see what it will do. Mercari, as I've talked about previously, I've got uh, coming up on 6,000 listings over there, and it continues to just plug along at anywhere from $125 to $175 a week, which is, you know, nothing to sneeze at, but it's not, uh, as I've said previously, it's not putting a Lamborghini in my garage. (laughs) Uh, But it's still, it's nice, steady business, and it's fairly easy to do because of Shameless Plug, list perfectly. I've talked about them before. There is an affiliate link in the show notes and the video description below. I am a huge fan of List Perfectly. I'm using it, have been using it for Mercari, and I'm now using it also for Etsy. And it actually 
for my money, works probably a little bit better even with Etsy than it does with Mercari. Seems like it transfers more information over there. Um, so I've been really happy with how that process has gone. I'm able to just kind of sync both of those and it just opens new tabs on my computer and I can pick and choose. I pretty much just eliminate the ones from Etsy that I don't think make sense as I'm transferring stuff over there uh, on my new listings. For previous listings, I've kind of started with the most expensive stuff and I'm going to work my way down until I get to, like I said, four or 500 listings. And then I'm just going to see what, uh, what things shake out like over there on Etsy. But uh, list perfectly. I, again, I couldn't have begun to do this project without them. If you are listing on multiple platforms, which we probably all should be, uh, they are fantastic for that. Again, there's an affiliate link down below. If you use that link and use the code 634, you will save 30% off of your first month's subscription. And like I said, I can't recommend that service highly enough. So if you are a seller, on Etsy, uh, please feel free to comment if you're watching on YouTube and let me know what your experience has been there. How, what do you think of their business? I know they have, there have been issues. There are issues with all of these sites in terms of their payouts and their star seller program seems to be pretty wonky. And I mean, they've got, we've covered them in detail <laughs> uh, on this show in the past. Uh, but let me know what your experience has been. And do you recommend Etsy for those types of things. Um, I'm not, I'm not the least bit crafty. I can't draw a straight line with a ruler, so I'm not going to do any like artsy stuff over there, but I've got some stuff that I think is a, a, probably a pretty good fit. So let me know if you're listening to the podcast on your uh, podcast listening platform of choice, you can uh, DM me over on Instagram at galaxy CDs rocks, or you can always email me at galaxy CDs at gmail.com and let me know what your experience has been like over on Etsy. Is it, is it doing well? Are you making money? It looks like maybe the fee structure is actually a little bit less, the 20 cent listing fee notwithstanding. So I don't, I don't know how seamless their shipping process is because I haven't sold anything yet. Um, I know they integrate with Pirate Ship, who I use uh, pretty regularly for Macari and for my Bonanza orders, which they don't integrate with either of those, unfortunately. But uh so I've got I've got some options if I'm not happy with how the Etsy shipping works. But all in, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how how Etsy works out for me. If I could get it to do and anywhere even close to what Mercari does, if it could do a hundred to $150 a week, an extra four to six hundred dollars a month to my business at my normal kind of fifty odd percent net margin. Um, would be a nice little bit of extra. Again, probably not enough to put that Lamborghini in the garage, but a, a pretty good start and a, a nice little add-on. So we'll see how that goes, but I wanted to update you all that uh, I don't I don't quite want to say I've gone to the dark side, <laughs> uh, but after all the crap I talked about Etsy, um, I wanted to share with all of you that I have decided to open up a shop there and see how it goes. So speaking of the podcast, um, thank you to all of you who watched and listened to my previous episode. I, I guess I kind of have an update on that as well. I talked about that when canceling an order at the customer's request over on eBay, that it did not appear that we were getting our fixed final value fee refunded. As it turns out, ultimately, I did get those back. The one took 10 days <laughs> uh, for me to get. And I know it's like 
30 cents. So like I said in that video, it was not like it was breaking the bank. It was just the principle of the thing. But I did finally get that refunded to me. It just seems like for whatever reason, their process is that they don't refund that right away. That takes some time. I had one that took four business days and the other one, like I said, it took 10, which I thought was an extraordinarily long amount of time to get processed. But it appears that maybe I should just take that video down <laughs> uh, because it does not appear to be the case that they are, in fact, screwing you. They're just holding on to your money a little longer than than this podcaster thinks that they probably should. So, uh, but anyway, uh, that show essentially came after, gosh, I don't know what, 40, 45 days after my previous episode where I wasn't going to do any shows anymore. And it got pretty much the normal amount of listeners. The views on YouTube were down a little bit, but the podcast listeners were kind of right there in line with what uh, it, it always was. So I really appreciate those of you who listened to that show, and hopefully you're listening to this one as well, because I'm not quite ready to say I'm back, but I am. I've got the itch to do something with this show. And I'm not, I still haven't really fully decided what it's going to be. I know it's not going to be the kind of 45 minute to an hour of reselling news. I just, I don't have it in me to do the level of research to do that justice. So I probably won't be doing that, but I'd like to cover maybe one or two topics once or twice or three times a month. Maybe I did do some interviews with other resellers at the very beginning of this journey, and I might consider doing some of those again. So if you are a reseller that would be interested in participating in a uh, reselling conversation on this show, uh, feel free to reach out to me and let me know, and maybe we'll get something cooked up. So, But uh, you can look for, like I said, I'm not ready to commit yet to being back to doing a regular once a week, hour long show, but I am going to start dropping probably some episodes here and there a little bit more regularly as we roll through the summer. Uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can probably see <laughs> uh, I have been out in the sun quite a bit. Um, my initial plan I had talked about was I was going to do a channel for my bicycling. And it turns out that the little uh, action cam that I have does not, for whatever reason, have image stabilization on it. So the first couple of videos I did, they turned out like total dog poo. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to be, I obviously have been out riding and just being outside and enjoying the summer. Uh, but that channel is, I'm not spending the money on another action cam. So that channel is kaput. <laughs> uh, definitely will not be doing that. But um, yeah, I have gotten some sun. I have enjoyed the uh, start to summer, and I hope you have as well. Last thing, let's do a little. We haven't done a what sold on eBay segment on this show in quite some time, so I thought I would take a look at just a handful of the things that have sold here at the Galaxy over the last month. So we're going to start off. Uh, with what was the biggest sale over on eBay. I'm just going to do eBay. I did have, if you follow me over on Instagram, again, shameless plug, at Galaxy CDs Rocks, you probably saw I posted that I had like a $170 or $180 order over on Bonanza, which just <laughs> blew me away. I've talked about Bonanza 
numerous times. And my advice to you still is if you are an eBay seller, you should be selling on Bonanza because once the initial setup is done, don't have to do anything. It automatically syncs. It removes things from your available inventory on eBay when they sell on Bonanza. When they sell or you delist them for any reason on eBay, it automatically updates over on Bonanza. Once it's set up, it is essentially free money, even if normally it's not a whole lot of money. If you're interested in signing up for that, there is also an affiliate link in the show notes, I believe, and the video description below for Bonanza. I don't actually get any money, but I I get a little bit of a credit towards my monthly bill. So every little bit helps. So if you're thinking about, if you haven't done Bonanza and you're thinking about it, use that link, go sign up, get your stuff synced, and then just forget it and cash those checks. Everything goes into PayPal. It's pretty straightforward. I've been very happy with it, even though for the most part, it's that $170 sale is more than I normally would do in an entire month over on Bonanza, but every every dollar is a free dollar once that initial setup is done. So again, strongly recommend that you do that. Mercari has been Mercari. It is what it is. Like I said, kind of earlier in the episode, 125 to 150 or $175 a week. Nothing too exciting there, but it's again, it's better than nothing which is what I would be making if I was not listed over there. So, uh, but for this segment, we're just going to look at some things that sold on eBay. This first item is a, uh, as I've said on the show many times before, a real page turner. This is the molecular theory of gases and liquids from 1967. This was a hardcover fourth edition book, uh, obviously scientific journal of some sort, really in great shape. Um, very little wear on the cover. The pages were pretty crisp and clean. This thing sold on a best offer for $110 plus customer paid shipping. If you've been following along, you may recall that I changed to the customer paid shipping model back before Christmas because of the impending twice a year rate changes that USPS was going to put put in place. And that has not affected my business at all. Uh, so that's been great. This was a big, heavy book. I think it cost like $8, $9, even media rate to ship. So, but $110 plus shipping on a book that I bought at an estate sale as part of a bulk purchase. I own it for probably something like 50 cents. This next item is one, uh, I believe if you follow me again over on Instagram, I posted this one. Uh, I picked this up at a garage sale for $1. The Andy Warhol Diaries by Pat Hackett. This was not even a first printing. It was a first edition, but it was second printing. Hardcover with its dust jacket from 1989. This bad boy went for $89.99 plus customer paid shipping. So if you see one of those while you're out and about, especially if it's the original first edition hardcover with the dust jacket, uh, it is worth, even if it's not an actual first printing, a first printing would probably be worth double that, $150 to $170. But even a second printing was worth 90 bucks plus shipping. So I will definitely take that. I've talked about these more than uh, I care to remember, but these were interesting because they were in binders. Railroad Model Craftsman Magazine. I sold uh, 19, nine, sorry, 1966 and 1968. These were in uh, RMC binders. Uh, real nice collection. These have been here for the longest time. Uh, I can't even remember where I bought these. They were part of a big collection, so I'm not into them for a bunch of money. They sold for $39.99 a piece, plus customer-paid shipping, so $79.98 
for two sets of bound magazines. I've talked about those previously. If you find them, uh, they can bring pretty good money. I said I wasn't going to talk about Mercari. I'm sorry. I lied. <laughs> uh, I did have a sale on Mercari last week that I'm not, I don't have an image of for you, but it was from the 19, late 1930s, early 1940s called Applied Mathematics Magazine. They were bound. It was the first two volumes. I think it was the first 16 issues of those magazines. I sold them for... Um, I had them listed for $45 a piece. I had a customer reach out to me and ask if they bought both. Could they get a deal? I essentially sold them for $75 for the two. I own them for a buck a piece. I picked them up at an estate sale. So bound magazines, probably not all titles, but again, anything unusual, a specialty title like that is definitely worth checking out. This next one, uh, my good friend Lisa is not probably going to be real happy with me (laughs) about not notifying her that I found this particular little item. Uh, A Little House, the first five novels. This was a Barnes & Noble special edition leather. Um, The cool thing about this particular one was that it was still sealed in its plastic. Open, this thing is worth anywhere from probably $25 to $40, depending on what kind of condition it is in. This was, again, new and sealed in a kind of cellophane wrap. This went for $75 on a best offer, uh, plus customer-paid shipping. So... Uh, Be on the lookout for that. The Barnes & Noble Little House, the first five novels. I also posted this over on Instagram. Um, I was at a sale, an estate sale. I think it was this company's first ever estate sale because it was total chaos. (laughs) Uh, There was just stuff strewn everywhere. It was a total mess. Nothing was organized. Nothing was priced. And they had just bins full in the basement of songbooks and sheet music. Sheet music is real hit or miss. If I can buy a whole box of it for like five bucks, sometimes I'll, I'll pick them up just to have some filler stuff. Some of that stuff can be worth 10, 15, $20, but they're very rarely worth big money. However, some of the songbooks can bring pretty substantial money. I sold several from this sale. I picked these up for 50 cents a piece. They obviously had no idea what they had. They were just trying to clear stuff out. The one here is called The Complete Arranger. It's by Sammy Nestico. It came with a CD. It was kind of an instructional book on how to arrange kind of orchestral music. It came out in 1993. The CD didn't appear to have ever been opened. The songbook had obviously been paged through quite a bit. It had quite a bit of wear on it. This thing still went for $69.99 plus customer paid shipping. So that's kind of be on the lookout for those. I don't, I don't know that I would recommend if you're not a bookseller that you spend a ton of time looking through boxes of sheet music and songbooks. But if you see big, thick, this thing was probably an inch or an inch and a half thick. If you see big old songbooks, they're probably worth at least putting them in to the eBay app and seeing if they're out there and what they're selling for. Uh, that one was fantastic. This next item, uh, another one that I picked up at an estate sale for a dollar, Round the World with BJ uh, by BJ Palmer. It was a, a illustrated first edition hardcover from 1926. It was a, um, a travel log. Uh, this one, apparently he did a whole series of these. This was the Philippines and Hawaii. Uh, this thing went for $65 plus, again, customer paid shipping. So really nice sale on that one. 
one, I'll do two more items. This first one is not a book. <laughs> I always think about, do people really want to see a book after book after book? So here's one that's not a book. This was, I was, again, at an estate sale. I don't know if this person who passed away had worked for Honda or Acura, but there was a ton of Honda and Acura memorabilia throughout the house. And the one thing that I saw that was really, really cool was a die-cast car, new in a package, a Honda RA272. It was a 1965. It was from the Honda collection. It was a a, a little, about the size of a Hot Wheel, die-cast, kind of a cartoon version of their 1965 Formula One car. They only wanted $2 for this thing. So I went ahead and grabbed it because the comps on it were what I sold mine for, $59.99 plus customer paid shipping. So really neat sale. It was a really, I almost kept it. I'm a big Formula One fan. I like Honda. It was a cool little piece, but 60 bucks is 60 bucks. <laughs> uh, so I went ahead and sold it. But uh, again, I don't know how likely you are to find something like that. But the Honda RA272 1965 from the Honda collection, there are, I think, two versions of it. One is kind of the traditional prototype-looking car, and the other one is this cartoony-looking one. They're both worth about 60 bucks. The last thing I'm going to go over for today, oh, gosh, I'm not sure I can even pronounce this. This is a book, Volsungen über Theory. It is um, part one of a two-part set in German. It is about uh, mathematics. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> I don't know nothing about it. It was there were no comps. There was not. I couldn't find anything on this book other than that it was uh, volume one, part two, two and three. It was published in 1955, and the entire thing was in German, which I cannot read or speak a word of. I listed it for $54.99 plus shipping and I sold it in about 48 hours. So <laughs> uh, foreign language books are pretty hit or miss for me. Some of them have done pretty well. Some of them not so much, but this one I didn't have very long. It was another one that I picked up for a buck and flipped for $54.99. I will take it all day long. So that's going to wrap up kind of the what sold segment and we'll probably call it a wrap for this episode. I want to thank all of you, as always, for coming by to catch the show. And again, if you are a subscriber or a follower of the podcast, uh, please remain so, because I'll be around a little bit more often in the future. Thanks a lot. You have been listening to the Galaxy CD's Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.